In a world plagued by many podcasts, two average white men decided to get into the game themselves. They'll forever be known as the Dumb Dudes. With our powers combined, we summon the forces of mediocrity and barely researching things to become the Dumb Dudes. (laughs) Using only free software and cheap microphones, these Dumb Dudes make an episode a week. Which is a better release schedule than some professional podcasts. Also, they edit them all. Without ads, they come to you free of charge. I have the podcast. I'm, I do too. Well, I have I have this one. You can have what? you can have ninety nine percent invisible. <laughs> I don't even listen to that one. Yeah, well, you should have got here on time then. What's the what's the podcast that is like twenty minutes long and it's like ten minutes of ads? Every every little thing. That's it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard that one. I'll trade you that one for ninety nine percent invisible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're now the owners. Yep. Uh, so get used to it, folks. What now, Roman Mars? <laughs> what now? Uh, we're coming for you, Amazon and Gimlet or whoever. Doesn't Amazon own Gimlet now? Probably. It doesn't matter. You know, you know what matters, Nick? Uh, this here podcast called the Dumb Dudes Podcast. Wait, I thought I was listening to the Trailer Blazers. Well, maybe it has two names. It's a subtitle. It is. So I'm Ben Moon, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by... Nick Kelly, the other one. Another one. Uh, fight in Irish. He'll just have another ale. I'll fight you. So uh, we've, got a, we've got a fun episode today. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about, a lot of news, and we're going to play a game. Yeah, and it's our favorite game too, so... It is. All right, so let's talk about maybe what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched. Well, I would like to start off and say that I watched Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Uh, Jess was not here last weekend. I was on my own, and that will inform my my movie choices of last weekend. Uh, so I, I ate an entire 12-inch pizza by myself and watched Space Jam, A New Legacy. That actually sounds pretty pretty nice. It was. It was pretty great. But Space Jam was not so great. I it was it was kind of like a giant ad for HBO Max. Oh wow! <laughs> like literally, the plot was about how big and expansive Warner Brothers' uh, IP catalog is. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, there was one really funny part in the middle that I liked a lot, uh, but it's just one part, and the rest of it was was very much a big ad to me. Gotcha. Who who was the best character or, or couple characters? Iron Giant. He yeah he was more of a cameo type situation. Yeah. And no, nobody stood out very much. It wasn't a very good movie. Okay. So I can't recommend Space Jam 2. Ah. And then on Saturday, as I was also unsupervised as Jess was gone, I got a meatball sub and I watched Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, how do you think that movie there holds up? I don't think that Wild Wild West hold up when it come out, Ben. And <laughs> <laughs> I was mostly trying to... I wanted to watch it because my friend Brendan and my friend Al... We're talking about this movie when we were down visiting Steph, our, my other friend. And so th- uh, Brendan was doing the Dr. Loveless voice the whole time we were there and talking about cosplaying him. And Al was Al, Al was going to follow him around and be like, this dude's okay. Like, uh, he can do this. Uh, 
Al's black, so he was going to make sure Brendan didn't get beat up <laughs> for being Dr. Loveless. And then, uh, yeah, so I watched that movie, and it's hilarious. I love that. I love movies like that. Like, it's the kind of movie that I love that's bad. Like, it's a bad yeah. movie. It's terrible. Oh, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it was, yeah it's not good. But I love it, and uh, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I This is my main question of Wild Wild West. Who is this movie for? Like, what? who was this made for? That's a great question. See, the That's thing great. of it is that I think it was made for me in 2021. <laughs> like, I think there was no audience in mind in 1997 when they made this particular film. And I feel like it was made for the future to enjoy, ironically. I thought it... Was it made in 1997? I thought it was made I think a little it, bit after that. I think it was uh, 99, actually. Uh, okay. Realistically, I just picked a random year. But uh, yeah, 99, <laughs> okay. 99 is when it actually came out, or 98 yeah okay really weird movie but uh yeah very weird fun i'll talk about this a little more later but you can get six months of apple tv for free if you have a ps5 so i have apple tv plus right now and i i watched ted lasso the first five episodes i watched Mm -hmm. i would die for ted lasso i (laughs) i have not taken to something so quickly in a long time i absolutely love ted lasso it is as good as everyone says it is it might be better than everyone says it is I love the characters. I love how wholesome it is. I love just his entire outlook on life. I love the way that uh, people can be just as mean to him as can be. And his what he takes from that is a challenge to get them to like him. And I love it. I just love Ted Lasso. So I'm all I'm all in on Ted Lasso. And I watched all six episodes or five episodes of Masters of the Universe Part One because I think Part Two of the season's coming out later in the year. So there's only five episodes right now. But I watched all of them in a row. I, I need to know your thoughts on this spoiler-free. Spoiler-free. I loved it. I thought it was excellent. There was uh, one thing that happened early on that made me pretty mad that I hated. And I was like, this better be addressed. And, and it's not the thing online that I, all like the... There's a lot of bros that are mad about stuff, right? About it, as is often the case. And the thing that made me mad was not that thing. It was a very specific to me thing. But I feel like it was rectified later in the series. Okay, so, you know, I don't... Look, I played with the toys as a kid. I really don't remember the cartoon in detail. Like, I remember watching it, but not in detail. And so, I don't know that I'll have a specific beef like that. So... Do you think I'll just enjoy it? Yeah, you don't need to... I don't think you need to have seen... You only need a brief awareness of the characters. You don't need, like, to remember... Because I don't remember anything from the cartoon, like the 80s cartoon. I, like, I don't remember specific episodes. And they don't yeah. really expect you to. And they... Okay. It's it's just... If you know... If you know the characters, like, from the toys, that's enough. Gotcha. So I had one beef, but then they resolved with my beef. Okay. Well, cool. I, I'm definitely going to watch it. I can't wait. Yeah, and Charlie loved it as well, friend of the show Charlie, because he was texting me about it before. Mm-hmm. So he's the other biggest Masters of the Universe nerd that I know. So we both give it thumbs up. I wonder if we'll see any Masters of the Universe cosplay at Dragon Con. Charlie wants to make Man at Arms. <laughs> that that uh, sounds about right. Yep. yep. What about you, Ben? What did you watch? So I watched Shin Godzilla. Did you finish it? I do, yeah, I did. So okay. I bought it on... Uh, or I rented it on Google because I had Google Play credit and watched it. And I 
I liked it. Um, it is there. Some of the special effects are not great, and some are impeccable. Yeah. So it's kind of a mixed bag, interestingly enough. Uh, but the story itself, dealing with sort of uh, red tape and bureaucracy of the Japanese government, as opposed to dealing with uh, like nuclear weapons and things like that, I found very interesting. It's like a cultural commentary. Yep, definitely. So I love that Godzilla sort of has this ability to be a cultural commentary for the Japanese um, because it it translates and it makes sense to a Westerner, you know, just as well. Yeah, and it's it's a perfect uh, depiction of of how to react to something as a nation, something yeah. unexpected. Yeah. So I I, I dug it. Uh, I'm just in a. I'm just in a total mood for kaiju and for giant robots, which is also why I started watching the original Mobile Suit Gundam movies. Yeah, how are those holding up? So they actually hold up really well. Uh, so, so I watched two, one, and I'm on two. It's on. They're on Netflix. All these old ones. Because so I was like, you know, Hathaway was terrible. So let me try to see if I can watch some other Gundam stuff. And so I like these old ones. The animation style is kind of close to GI Joe from back in the day. Yeah. Very choppy. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's very early eighties. I mean, this is like 1980, 81. And, uh, but you know, the RX 78 Gundam is just so iconic. That's the one that you saw in ready player one. It's the one that when you see the giant robots that they've built in Japan, it's always that RX 78. It's like the original Gundam. Yep. And it is, it is a timeless design. It still looks awesome. Uh, he's got the beam swords. I mean, it's just the coolest. So, you know, the, the animation is a little bit dated, but they're still fun to watch. Um, so I'm going to continue watching all the, making my way through all the old Gundam stuff. I, I'm enjoying myself on that. Uh, I watched the two episodes of Para, Wellington Paranormal. I don't know if another episode has come out the by the third, time we're recording this. The third one is out, and it's okay. the best one so far. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, uh, liking it. It's funny. Um, I'm going to definitely keep watching that. Uh, and then we watched the opening ceremonies, the Olympic Games uh, last night. Did you watch any of it? I didn't. I'm more of a Winter Olympics guy because of okay. curling, but I did yep. enjoy your commentary on Instagram. Yeah, I had a lot, I have a lot of Instagram stories, and I saved them as a highlight. So if you want to go on my Instagram and see the stories, that I cover a lot of it, like you know the styles and stuff of the the athletes. But I would say this: you don't have to watch the whole thing, but go on YouTube and watch the pictogram performance that they do. So there is a symbol that they've they have for each sport. There's like fifty of them, and they had these guys in these like uh, Zentai suits, kind of a looking thing that's like the color of the 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 pictograms and they perform all of the symbols for the games all in a row. And it is one of the most impressive fun things that I have ever seen. I loved it. Like I, I I'm going to go back and watch it again and again because it is just, it's just so good. So go in there, go to, go to, you know, Olympics opening ceremonies, pictogram, and it'll probably come up. Very, very fun. I think I'll do that as well. You should, you should do it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's what we done had watched this past week. Now let's talk about this here new news. Dumb dudes news. We got a lot of news this week, but Comic Con is going on. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of good news here, man. Yeah, this is some good stuff. I like a lot of this. 
I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, so we got new, uh, news that the there's a John Wick TV series, okay? Yep. But it, they have sort of changed the direction of it. It is now a three-episode miniseries, and they're, each episode is going to be 90 minutes. And Nick, tell me how much each one's going to cost. These uh, are going to be $20 million chapters. Um, That's a lot of money. Yeah, so this series focuses on the Continental Hotel, the the sort of like backbone of this weird assassin underground world that exists in john wick uh they have a really cool mythology in john wick that they've set up over these couple movies and it just keeps getting deeper and cooler with each movie and i really can't wait to see this it's gonna have ian mcshane in it because uh, he's he sort of runs the continental and i just i'm really looking forward to it i love john wick you know i was thinking about the other day the movie where they curve the bullets with the weavers it's got Mr. Tumnus in it. Yeah, Wanted. Wanted, that's it. Did, did the did the guy who made Wanted also make John Wick? No, uh, Wanted is based on a comic by Mark Millar, who I hate. And the director <laughs> was uh, a Russian dude named Timur Bakmambatov. I just, I just love that you throw, throw that, who I hate, in there. I can't have people think I like Mark Millar. He's awful. He's awful. But uh, yeah, it was directed by Timur Bakmambatov who people might know from directing the animated movie Nine and uh, the vampire movie uh, Not Noi Dozer. Not Noi Dozer? Yeah, it's a Russian vampire movie that's pretty famous. Oh, okay. It means Nightwalker. There's also one called Daywalker as well. Well, I think this, uh, these min- this miniseries should be fun, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to watch it. Yeah. Jean, Jean Wick. Jean Wick. Yes. Uh, then we have a uh, oh we got the Blade director uh, has been hired. Yeah, so Marvel's making a new Blade movie with Mahershala Ali, and it was very recently announced that uh, Basam Tariq is directing the Blade movie. I don't know a lot about this dude, but it's nice to have a director attached. That makes me feel like it's actually happening because you know sometimes uh, when they announce stuff that far out, it's it's bounces around and it gets jostled around and then it never happens like when because the, there was there was at one point a time when they were going to make a movie of the inhumans and then instead they made a really bad abc show Ugh. yeah that was a bad decision was that a was that a perlmutter decision or something well yeah in, in a way it was because it got it got shuffled over to marvel tv because they wanted to use inhumans for tv and then it just became disconnected from everything else Awful. Well, I'm really excited about this because I want Blade and I, I definitely want Mahershala Ali Blade. And I want something where he's in the Marvel Universe and like they send Blade in. They're like, who, who can do this? They're like, send, you know, send Blade in and he just wrecks shop, you know? Uh, I just want Blade. I, I want Blade. And I want New Blade. I want New Blade, yeah. I want New Blade in the MCU. Yes. Give it to us. Okay. So that's cool. Um, then uh, we have the... Uh, Battle of the Planets script, uh, and it got a writer, and that fulfills Jay's cartoon pick, and the Russo brothers are in on this. Yeah, so the Russo brothers apparently are all about Battle of the Planets, and they want to make that into a movie. And they hired a, a Daniel Casey to write a script for it, so it's coming from uh, Russo brothers and Daniel Casey, and, and he uh, he wrote on like Fast 9 and some other like Fast and the Furious movies, so it's He's got like an action pedigree. Pedigree, yeah. 
Um, so, it, guys, if you don't know Battle of the Planets, this is also known as Gotcha Man uh, in Japan and also known as G-Force, which is probably what you've heard of it as. Yep. So, um, so, you know, I was never really a fan of G-Force. I watched some of it as a kid. Um, it, some of the uh, the visor shapes kind of threw me off as a kid. I was like, why would you want a duckbill visor or what, <laughs> you know, whatever it was? Uh, but I do want to see a sort of a uh, a real-life interpretation of this. I think that'd be fun. And and because the Russo brothers are doing this, I'm, like, real excited. I just think it's weird that Jay picked that for his cartoon that he wanted to be rebooted yeah. and, and immediately this news came out that they hired a writer to make it is jay a prophet of some ilk i told you to take the wizard's staff they should have taken jay's computer <laughs> um so that's gonna be good and then oh we have a bunch of lord of the rings i'm gonna call this rumor slash news mm-hmm. um so this was reported by the one ring.net who's i mean they've been reporting on lord of the rings since I don't know, like 20 years or something, right? I remember checking that site for stuff when the movies were coming out. Yeah. So they, um, you can take this with a grain of salt if you want, but I'm going to take it as uh, maybe the truth here. So they report that, you know, we, we keep talking about the, the nudity that nobody wants or, or asked for. Yeah. Uh, that, that sort of stuff. They said that the nudity in this stuff is sparse and it's not sexualized, but rather it's an artistic choice to represent the very dark thematic material suggestive of concentration camp uh, t- type of visuals of the victims. A, harrow- a harrowing portrayal of the corruption of the elves by dark powers to ultimately become orcs. So in that case, in this sense, I am, I'm a, I feel a little bit better. I don't think you need this. Um, I think it can still be powerful without this, but this, this sounds dark, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess it's probably just some side shots of some dude's hams. Yeah, uh, tasteful side boob. Yeah, so it's probably, uh, yeah, yeah this, if they're being turned into orcs. Yeah, but I I will say this does. Um, I I like this because it tells me that they're going to really explore the emotional impact of of uh, Morgoth, um, and the free peoples of Middle Earth and the elves and just how how much they've been corrupted like leading up to the third age you know yeah i'm i'm becoming more intrigued as we go i don't i still don't trust amazon because they haven't really made anything like amazing uh they keep messing up sci-fi everything so i'm still you know i'm gonna hold my not am i holding my breath or not holding my breath i don't know i think you're not gonna hold your breath okay um the other there's other some other news they reported that they are aiming for a mid 2022 release well, we should start to see some information from it then in the next six months, maybe. Like, I think so. I, I believe that uh, shooting wrapped in April of this year. Weird, and it's going to take that long to edit it. I think it might be. I mean, this is expensive, so they're you know maybe they're going to do the effects right. Maybe I would say. Now, I do have some really. If this is true, this is some really good news that we are finally going to have non-white people in this world. <laughs> Um, so there, if you've read Lord of the Rings, you've read the Hobbit, Tolkien said that there are, there are some halflings that are dark skin precursors to the Shire Hobbits and quite possibly, and this is in quotes, one of three somewhat different breeds, maybe Harefoots. 
um, described by Tolkien in the prologue to Lord of the Rings concerning hobbits, which is on page 12. Uh, and this is what Tolkien said. They were browner of skin, and also they moved westward early. So uh, this is great. I mean, we're going to have, you know, some some variety other than just uh, white people. Yeah, there's a lot of white people in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so many. So that's good news. So this is all like pretty good news, I think. Uh, and hopefully they're doing it right. Yeah, we'll see. I'm still skeptical of the whole yeah. endeavor. Uh, I agree. I am too. Uh, I think we should be. All right. So we have some good news here concerning the Disney Plus Marvel TV shows. Uh, Marvel confirms that Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel are both coming to Disney Plus in 2021. So they're not going to sneakily push them to 2022 or make us wait. I found this news really surprising. Did you? I had heard them say this originally, but I was starting to get skeptical. So it's gl- I'm I'm really happy to hear it. I think Miss Marvel is going to come out first, and I think Hawkeye is going to come out second because Hawkeye I think takes place uh, in the winter from some of the set photos where Kate Bishop is wearing like a winter coat and there's like snow and stuff. So I would guess that Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home both take place in December. So there might be some crossover there. And that Ms. Marvel will come out around Halloween because I believe she has a, a Captain Marvel Halloween costume in one of the set pictures. Oh, yeah. That, okay, so that would make sense. I think I think you're making sense there on your predictions. So I, I'm i going to go along with your predictions. So I guess the the gap between Loki and maybe potentially Ms. Marvel will be the longest gap that we've had since they started in Disney+. Plus. Only if you don't count what if, uh, which while is an- is animated, I believe is somewhat canon. I think because I think in the in the MCU canon, the Watcher is is there and talking about this stuff. So, and okay. with the advent of the multiverse in Loki, this might all just be alternate universe stuff that's actually happening elsewhere. Okay. Okay. Well, that, okay. I forgot about what if coming out. So yeah. So they're not giving us too big of a gap. So that's good. Yeah. And then our last piece of news ties into this. So, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who expertly played Wilson Fisk in the Daredevil series on Netflix, he's coming back, and he's coming back as Kingpin slash Wilson Fisk, and he's going to be in Hawkeye. Guys, you can't see this, but I am pumping both of my fists in the air. Yeah. Pumping them. And what's great is that this isn't just some news thing that is a rumor from a random website. Uh, it was that, but then Vincent D'Onofrio retweeted the article and pinned it on Twitter. So he he's pretty much confirmed it himself, which I'm sure he'll get in trouble for a little. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I will. The rumor's been flying around that he was coming back, and this seems to confirm it. Also that Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man No Way Home, which is almost all but confirmed. Because especially when he had to cancel convention appearances for film reshoots and then that was literally the week they were doing the spider-man no way home reshoots so this is all coming together it's all coming together i the closer we get to no way home the more excited i get about it i can't believe there's no trailer have you heard about some of the stuff that's been going on because of the lack of uh, advertising materials oh no uh i want you to tell me now okay so uh for a a movie that that big like a spider-man movie that's coming out in, in like four months, five months. Uh, there should already be teaser posters and stuff so theaters can start advertising it. And the theaters are getting mad that the 
uh, that the studio has taken so long to provide the trailer and the posters. So they've started printing out fan-made posters from the internet and using it to advertise at theaters. Like, there's a theater in Italy that has a fan-made poster in a, like, blown up on the side of a bus for, like, an ad. So, yeah, people are, are tired of waiting, so they're making their own. I wonder if they're using Boss Logic's art. I bet they are. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, I guarantee his anything he made is being used. <laughs> Yeah, he's got some good ones. I love this latest one. It's uh, it's Spider Man in the window of the um, of Doctor Strange's place. What's it called? The, the Sanctum Sanctorum. The Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, it's so good. I cannot wait for this man, and I'm so excited about D'Onofrio coming in to the MCU. It's just his. He just made Daredevil so good. Yeah, and I'm excited to see him in Hawkeye. I want to make this new Hawkeye suit, so I want them to give me some better pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, all right, so that that does it for all the new news, and you know what that brings us to, Nick? It brings us to our favorite. Our favorite game, IMDBS. Yeah, BS, a BSer. So we're going to we're going to do our game and to do a refresher on how this works, we each pick 5 movies. Uh we get two real trivia pieces from IMDb and then we make up a lie and we mix them together and the other person has to guess the the lie. So it's like two truths and a lie and and you guess. Yeah. Are we got you want to alternate? Yeah, alternating is best. Okay. All right, so I'll go first. Uh this movie is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Bring it on. All right. Uh, the trivia number one, the deep thought computer explains the significance of the number 42 at 42 minutes into the movie. Trivia two, the heart of gold bridge set the set had so many light bulbs that the bulbs could only run for eight minutes at a time to prevent the set from catching fire. And trivia C, the props department had 25 identical towels for Arthur Dent's massively useful towel i'm gonna say that c is the lie i think they didn't have a specific amount of towels and you would be correct that is the lie all right i've never got the first one right just right off hand <laughs> that's impressive nicely done all right all right my first movie is baby driver the edgar wright baby driver movie that takes place mm-hmm. basically in dragon con <laughs> all right yep trivia a the studio pressured Edgar Wright to cut the foot chase scene because the movie was starting to go over budget. Wright deferred a portion of his directing fee to ensure the scene was completed. Trivia B. Edgar Wright got the idea for Doc to bring his nephew while scoping out a bank after interviewing a real ex-con who revealed that he did just that prior to a robbery. And trivia C. Everyone in the movie's role was written specifically with them in mind, with the exception of John Hamm. I'm going to say B is the lie. So you don't believe in the the real con telling him he did that? Yeah, I don't believe that. That is true. (laughs) That one's true. The lie is 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 C. In fact, the only character who had someone in mind when they were written was John Hamm's character. Oh, so you did the reverse. I I I flipped it around on you. I see what you did. Yeah. All right, well, you're so you're winning. All right, so next movie is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Probably in my top ten, if not my top five movies of all time. An excellent movie. 
So good. All right. So trivia A, the green destiny sword was modeled after an 850 year old Chinese tapestry art piece depicting the green cleaver sword, but producers of the film changed the name to have more international appeal. Trivia B, Michelle Yao deliberately did not work for a year before filming began so she could concentrate on training and learning Mandarin. Because, you know, she's Malaysian. Yes. Uh, the uh, Trivia C, the embroidered dress that Zhang Zuyi wore in her opening scene took two months to make by four qualified embroiderers. Hmm. Those are all pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, what's... I'm I'm I think I'm gonna be wrong here. I'm gonna guess trivia B is wrong. I feel like maybe she already knew Mandarin. Uh, she did not already know Mandarin. Was it A? Yeah, I A's knew it. Lot. I knew it. That was my heart's instinct, but I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll just check. But yeah. So what's the real deal with that sword? Uh, no idea. I think it was just created for the movie. Oh, you just made that up? That's pretty yeah, she good. Made it up. Uh, sounded like it was like a, a warped truth, but it was just straight up. All right. My second movie is Spider-Man, but from 2002. So the Tobey Maguire first Spider-Man. Yeah. Trivia A. Hugh Jackman revealed that he was supposed to have a brief cameo as Wolverine. Jackman actually showed up in New York to film the scene, but the entire plan was scrapped when the crew couldn't get access to the Wolverine costume from X-Men. Trivia B. The production team decided on organic web shooters because they didn't want to worry about explaining how Peter invented the webbing. And trivia C. When used in the trailer, the shot of Peter doing a long backflip onto a car was digitally altered to put him in his Spider-Man outfit instead of his wrestling outfit. I had to use one about trailers. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to say, and I have reason to believe this, that A is the lie because Fox is ridiculous about their ownership of mutants, and I don't think that they would allow that, so I'm going to say A is the lie. A is true. So Hugh <gasps> Jackman was supposed to have a cameo. However, they scrapped it because Fox wouldn't... It was supposed to be a secret cameo, and Fox wouldn't allow them. So you're right, but you're right, your rightness made you wrong. Ah, uh, what was the lie? Yeah, the lie was that uh, about the web shooters. They just did it. They didn't... There was no reason... That I could find about why they gave him organic web shooters. Okay. I picked. Okay. I I I knew you would pick A because it sounds so made up. <laughs> it does. It really, really does. That's crazy. Okay, my third movie is Blade Runner, the original one. Okay, actress Joanna Cassidy, who played Zora, was at ease with the snake around her neck in the movie because it was her pet Burmese python named Darling. The look of the Voigtkampf test was based on Japanese eye exam equipment prevalent in the 1980s. Or, some computer displays within the vehicles were used on the Nostromo and the lifeboat in Alien, the original Alien movie. Um, I'm going to say C is the lie. C is true. Oh, I was like, that movie's not that close together. I thought that would be somewhere else. Which is the lie? Yeah. Uh, B, the the Voigtkampf test being based on Japanese eye exam equipment. Okay, yeah, because there's not a lot of there's not not a lot of equipment in the Voigtkampf test, really. Yeah. So I yeah, got you. Yeah, that's got you on that one. one. All right. Uh, my third movie is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Trivia A. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I know. The Tusken Raiders in the village that Anakin attacks are played by the art department. Trivia B. 
When Jango Fett gets into his ship after his fight with Obi-Wan, he bangs his head on the partially open door. Trivia C. Since the special effects model of Boba Fett's Slave One was on loan to the Smithsonian at the time of filming, a CG version of the ship with different colors had to be created. I think B is true. I think I think I remember maybe remember seeing him hit his helmet. Um, I think A sounds like the lie, but I, I'm I'm torn. I, I'm probably wrong, but I'm gonna say A is the lie. You're right. I made that one up. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's possible so that it's, a Tuscan Raider was in the art department, but I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's what are we one to one here? I haven't been keeping track, but yeah, sure, we're I, one I to one. We're... Yes, one to one. Okay. All right. So my um, my fourth movie is the 1989 Batman movie. Excellent. And there was so much good trivia on this one; it was hard to pick. All right. So uh, trivia A. The sounds of the Batmobile are a combination of an F-4 Phantom uh, fighter jet uh, and the recordings of monster trucks. Trivia B, Michael Keaton's casting as Bruce Wayne uh, and, uh, you know, Batman, uh, caused a controversy amongst comic book fans with 50,000 protest letters sent to the Warner Brothers offices. And trivia C, Kim Basinger is seen taking off her shoes for no apparent reason while exiting the Batmobile. It was actually due to the fact that she kept scraping the paint while getting out. And the paint was imported from Japan and was very sensitive, so it kept needing to be resprayed. Okay. I think uh, the third one is the lie, only because you went on further than it needed to go. Uh, it is true all that is true oh man that's such a weird thing it is very weird i was like why did the paint come from japan i thought that the first part was true that she took her shoes off for no reason i thought you made up the second part oh (laughs) no i've never actually never really noticed i mean i haven't seen it in many years but i don't remember her taking her shoes off okay well then uh i would say then that the the second one's the lie uh, actually, the first one is the sound effects uh, of the Batmobile. That sounded <laughs> totally, so accurate. It does, right? <laughs> so yeah, I made. I just totally made that one up. I have no idea what the sound effects are. That was a good one. Yeah. You're really good at these. It's it's hard to hard to suss them out. This is a, it's a hard game. It is a hard game. I assume people like to hear movie trivia like I do, though. So it's all good. I I, I love reading through it. I find it really interesting. All right, my fourth movie is Wild Wild West. <laughs> Hey, all right. All right. <laughs> Timely. Trivia A. Will Smith turned down the lead role in The Matrix to star in this movie, being a fan of the television series. He later said that this was the worst decision he made in his career. <laughs> Trivia B. This movie underwent costly reshoots in an attempt to inject some humor after it was found that test audiences weren't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy. Trivia C. Kevin Klein was a last-minute replacement for George Clooney and came at the recommendation of real-life best friend Kenneth Branagh. Okay. I think I want to I want to say I've heard that the first one, I think I've heard that maybe, so I'm going to say that one's true. The the second one if that's a lie, it's a heck of a lie that you made because it sounds so right um just knowing what that movie's like. Uh, so I'm going to say that maybe C is the lie. You are correct. Two to one, Ben. 
Uh, George Clooney actually passed on the role of of Gordon because it was not the lead. He wanted the lead, so. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, but but uh, Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Klein really are best friends in real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that 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 second one you said, uh, that that's um, yeah, it's almost like because you, you like did you said you liked the movie uh, Van Helsing? Yes. And like I can't decide like is that movie a comedy is it a melodrama like what is that I think that Van Helsing is supposed to be like a James Bond movie but with monsters Okay Well I mean the t- yeah I can imagine them doing reshoots and stuff for Wild Wild West Yeah oh definitely uh, Yeah uh, all right so my fifth and final movie here is The Batman coming out next year Ooh we have future trivia a Future I thought I, was, I thought I'd throw a little curveball there all right, so the movie's working title was Vengeance. Trivia B, Robert Pattinson's screen test took place while he was in the first few days of shooting Tenet. He lied to Christopher Nolan about saying it, that he had a family emergency. And Robert Pattinson said, as soon as I said it was a family emergency, Christopher Nolan replied, you're doing the Batman on audition, aren't you? And Trivia C, the Batmobile design was not based from a real muscle car, but rather based off a Hot Wheels original design muscle car from the late 90s called Muscle Knight. Hmm. That third one sounds like a very specific thing that you would make up, so I'm going to say the third <laughs> one is the lie. Tied. And you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> Did it, it sound, I was like, this is not a great lie, but I, I want to make it. <laughs> I like the fact that uh, he... He tried to trick Christopher Nolan into being like he was going to go do a Batman movie. <laughs> like, I mean, Christopher Nolan, I imagine, sort of knows what's going on in Hollywood, what's being written and passed around. And he made a ba- he made Batman movie, so he's going to know stuff that's going on in Batman world, especially in Warner Brothers, which he had a talent holding contract with. Yeah, like so, he's not gonna pull a fast one on him for there, but yep. I just thought that was fun trivia. Oh, it is. I'm glad I heard it. Um, yeah. My fifth and final movie is Doctor Strange. Ooh. Trivia A: Scott Derrickson wanted to feature the Dream Demon Nightmare in his world, the Dream Dimension, but decided to save him for a sequel. Trivia B: One of the relics in New York Sanctum is a white mask with an onk next to it. This is a reference to Moon Knight. And trivia C. The Cloak of Levitation's personality is loosely based on the magic carpet from Aladdin. I don't know if they were making references to Moon Knight that early. I'm going to say B is the lie. B is true. There is a small Moon Knight reference in there. Uh, The lie is C. That is just something Jess says all the time that the Cloak of Levitation reminds her of the carpet from Aladdin. Well, it, it reminds everybody. It's just like it. Yep. So I, 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 that one I thought was, was a good trick, and it turns out I was right. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a good trick. Yeah. So the score is something to something. <laughs> I wasn't paying <laughs> I, I attention. I can't remember either. Two to two, tie game. You can tie. If you tried to end a, a game in a tie in the United States, heck, that might be listed in Revelations as the cause for the apocalypse. Uh, you probably win. It's fine. All right. We're all winners here. We are. And not only are we all winners, but we are all moving along to the new, new. New, new. New, new. New, new, new. Trailers, folks, we have a, a delight. Yeah. A delight. We wanted to play IMDBS, so we didn't overload it. No, but, but we got some good trailers to, to talk about here. The first of which is The Last Duel. This is a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, the plot is King Charles the Sixth 
declares that Knight Jean de Carouge, some French name, settled his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel. Uh, this is medieval Boston. This is Ben Affleck versus Matt Damon and Adam Driver. Well, someone's versing Adam Driver. Matt Damon versus Adam Driver. Ben yeah. Affleck is super blonde in it. We got Ridley Scott making a medieval epic again. He's pretty good at that. Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I think I'm going to see this. Um, yeah. Feature, it, feature, it features a really nice mullet. It does, yeah. Matt Damon's got a, I would call it an upsettingly accurate mullet. Uh, it reminds me of when Matt Damon was in that movie Stillwater that we talked about where he was like a Murica guy I feel like this is stage 2 of Matt Damon's transition to weird (laughs) white trash Matt Damon Uh, so one of the uh, drivers in IndyCar that I like Connor Daly he has a mullet too and it's kind of he has it's like an ironic mullet it's like a joke Uh, but I wonder are mullets coming back I hope not I don't know. Our friend uh, Felicia from Dragon Con kind of has a mullet, but it looks cool. It looks like a 80s villain mullet. It's really cool. If girls do it, it it looks cooler because then they kind of always have a David Bowie vibe. But like if, yes, if dudes yes. do it, then they look like they they own Confederate flags. <laughs> it looks like they, they have a trailer at uh, Talladega during a race. Yeah. It, like, I feel like... With some people it has a like a rock music vibe, like a rockabilly vibe, and some people it has a, a Confederacy vibe. So yeah, <laughs> so that's a fine line. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. Walk, yeah, fine you know. line. So last duel, I'll probably see this. Are you gonna see this? Yeah, I'll watch this. I, I like yeah. Ridley Scott. I like Ridley Scott too. I, I'm not a big Prometheus fan. No, me neither. I don't like yep. his Alien stuff after Alien. Like I don't Prometheus yeah, Alien right. Covenant, but yeah. Kingdom of Heaven, Gladiator, Blade Runner, all day. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll say this too. I, I think some of the best special effects to date have been done by movies that are made by Ridley Scott and and, Dil, and Villeneuve. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, those two guys are very pioneers. They're pioneers. Then they're very similar styles in their movies of, of special effects. So much so that uh, Villeneuve directed Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yep, exactly. Uh, next trailer we got here is Jackass Forever. Yeah, so this is pr- probably the final outing of these gentlemen. Uh, one would so. think everyone knows what this is it's these guys they're doing their stuff what is your relationship with with these guys over the years um i was i've seen a lot of their stuff i don't know that i've seen all of it i was never like a i wouldn't consider myself a fan i was a casual observer of it never loved it uh, i'm not excited about this but i'll i'll probably watch this for nothing else just to see the creativity I had a good chunk of time where I, I I watched pretty much most of it at once because I hadn't seen it when it was coming out, and then I watched okay. it all at once. Uh, I don't like the gross stuff, but I love the stunt stuff. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. And some of the stuff is real creative. It's um, and it's it's real funny. Like the big hand slapping people, I think it was really funny. Yeah, that's funny. I like to see. I I. T- I follow a lot of Instagrams where it's people getting hurt like by doing stupid things, so I do find yeah. that funny. Also, I saw Eric Andre in the, the trailer, so it looks like he's going to be stopping by, and Spike Jones I saw as well. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so he was there. Um, I'll probably watch this. Uh, I won't go see it in a theater, but it'll be on something, and I'll watch it then. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know that I'll see it in the theater either. No. But. I do like, I like to watch these guys do their dumb stuff and hurt themselves. Yeah. 
It does look very creative, I will say. Yeah, yeah. They come up with some interesting ways of hurting each other and themselves. <laughs> they, they, they do. Uh, all right, so then the next trailer we got is The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. Yeah, this is a Netflix anime based on The Witcher. It's about Vesemir, uh, who is Geralt's mentor. So this is like a prequel about young Vesemir. Uh, the plot is escaping from poverty to become a witcher. Vesemir slays monsters for coin and glory, but when a new menace rises, he must face the demons of his past. Yeah, do we do we know who is voicing this over? Is it typical Netflix actors? Well, Theo James is Vesemir, who I don't know, but Graham McTavish is in it. Uh, he is one of the dwarfs uh, from the Hobbit movie, and he was the the cool one, uh, Dwalin, I think, the cool big dude with the tattoos on his head. Mm. Uh, Mary McDonald from Battlestar Galactica is in it, and Laura Pulver, uh, who I don't really know, but she's Tetra, and I do know who Tetra is. So I want to watch this. I love The Witcher. Yeah, this looks dope. Uh, I'll, I'm definitely watching this. And it's Netflix's anime studio, so it looks like all of the Netflix anime stuff. Yeah, Ca- Castlevania, that Zeus show, or whatever that show Trace. was. Trace. Trace, yeah. yeah, it's all. So, yeah, it looks good. Uh, we'll watch it. Comes out in August. Oh, that's quick. August 23rd. Oh, wow. Uh, Then, guys, the best trailer here on the list, hands down. down. And um, it is the second trailer for Dune. This is a three-minute trailer that was made specifically to be shown in IMAX. So that's why it's so long. Uh, This is an awesome trailer. The plot of Dune, for people who don't know, uh, is basically... The son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy, which is the spice melange from the planet Arrakis. Uh, this movie looks great. It was directed by Denis Villeneuve. It stars Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, J- Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, blah, 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 because everyone's in this movie because it's great. Zendaya is narrating at the beginning about people coming to Dune and taking the spice. I want you to take the needle, I want you to hold my arm, and I want you to insert it into my veins, and then I want you to increase the pressure. Yeah, this is one where I think it's one that's probably worth renting the theater again. Like, me and my cousins will rent the theater and watch Dune. Yeah, I I am seeing this in the theater. I will probably see this in the theater multiple times. Uh, Every shot in this is incredible. Every shot. Every shot. The dialogue. The, the, the music is incredible already. You can go and listen to two tracks of this on Spotify. It's incredible. I saw some early reactions because people got to see 10 minutes of it. Uh, some They only saw 10 minutes of it. And they were saying that nothing has been like this since The Lord of the Rings. I, I, I just basing it on what I've seen from this trailer, I, don't, I think we are going to be in awe when we watch this movie. Agreed. Yeah. And that's just... Denis Villeneuve is just, I think, the best sci-fi director that lives. Yep. And Dune is such a good book. Yeah. I, I think there's just... I, I think I was a little speechless after watching it, honestly. Uh, this does feature a cameo by the Heart of Gold from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> that big round ship yep. looks kind of like it the does, Heart of Gold. Yeah, um, yeah just the, the vision of this, uh, the scope, the, the design... I can't. I I cannot describe how much I want this. Yeah, it's it's hard to even say how good this it is. is. Yeah. So this is coming out. I can't. Is it October? It's October. They keep moving it like. Yeah. Like a couple days off at a time. I think it's like October twenty first or something right now. Twenty second. 
pretty close. Uh, if you haven't seen this trailer, stop the podcast and go watch that trailer. Yeah, link is in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, then the next trailer we got here is Heels, and this is that wrestling movie with uh, gr- uh, Green Arrow. Yeah, Green Arrow and his brother, uh, Todd Arrow. And <laughs> uh, this is two brothers and rivals, one a villain or heel in the ring, the other a hero or face, war over their late father's wrestling promotion, vying for national attention in small-town Georgia. And this is our weird cover song of the week because there is a really vi- weird cover of... Uh, the david bowie song heroes in this and this this trailer i don't know not my bag i I don't really follow wrestling i don't i don't know any of the terminology so i i do loosely follow wrestling these days i mean i watched it all growing up and i love i still love watching it uh aew you know really um and i found myself not being into this either i i don't know if it just looks like a downer the whole time or just it just doesn't look compelling or I don't know. It looks like they're taking something goofy too seriously. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. This is a drama. I think that's probably what it is. It's a drama and I just don't know that I'm I want a wrestling drama. I like when that girl took that dude down at the end. That was funny. Uh it just cuz she came out of nowhere and took that dude yeah. down, but that was the only thing I liked. So, yeah, nah, pass from me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass too. Uh, so the next trailer for uh, that we got here is the chair, and this is a the full trailer for the chair, and it's also a red band trailer. Yeah, we we talked about the teaser trailer in which Sandra O oh fell off a chair, like a literal yeah. chair. Uh, the plot of this is at a major university, the first woman of color to become chair tries to meet the dizzying demands and high expectations of a failing English department. So it's Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy and or Sideways. Um, and Bob Balaban's in it from all of those uh, Chris Guest movies. This is a comedy, according to everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it is called a comedy, but I don't know. I didn't laugh one time on this trailer, man. I smirked when he flew off his scooter after hitting the curb and landed in oh, a bush. Yeah. But that's because I like physical comedy, and it's easy to get me with that. But none of the dialogue made me laugh or even smile. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even really smile at the dialogue. Um, I don't really know what style or brand of comedy this is. I don't either. Bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I go, is there like a highbrow type of comedy that maybe is not within my, you know, like my circle of, of humor? I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I like certain kinds of highbrow comedy and this still didn't appeal to me it just i didn't seem like it was funny so maybe it's just not yeah. funny maybe it's just not funny yeah so we're this this we're gonna miss this one probably yeah this, this one can skip on by bye the next trailer we have here is nine perfect strangers yeah so this one was a little hard to get the plot out of the trailer uh nicole kidman yeah. seems to be running some sort of a cult and she brings these people to this spa so i i have the storyline here the little synopsis it says could 10 days at a health resort really change you forever these nine perfect strangers are about to find out nine people gather at a remote health resort some are here to lose weight some are here to get a reboot on life and some are here for reasons they can't even admit to themselves amidst all this luxury and pampering their mindfulness and meditation they know these 10 days might involve some real work but none of them could imagine just how challenging the next 10 days are going to be so 
I still don't really know. <laughs> yeah, that synopsis doesn't sound interesting to me. The the most interesting thing in the trailer is that there's there's a, apparently a mystery involved with Nicole Kidman's character leading this thing. And my my hypothesis was that she's running some type of experiment on them. They're like guinea pigs. But I think a lot of the show is going to be this sort of exposition on like, hey, here is what here's the mental thing that this person's dealing with. And then this other person's dealing with this. And I just don't want to get into that. Like, that's not for me. I mean, it's probably interesting to a lot of people. I, to, for me, it's just people dealing with their mental issues. Not not good content. The most interesting thing to me was uh, Samara Weaving is in it, and I like her a lot after watching that Guns Akimbo movie. Oh, yeah. But that's it. Uh, I like Nicole Kidman, too. Uh, she's the, the progenitor of all those Australian blonde women that look exactly like that, including Samara yeah. Weaving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nicole Kidman's face moves very much these days. No, not a lot. <laughs> Michael Shannon is in this, too. He's good. He's a good actor. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. He's an Ant-Man. Do you think you'll watch this? No, I probably won't get around to it. Yeah, probably won't either. Uh, uh, the final trailer that we have here is something called Playing God. Yeah, uh, a pair of con artists recruit their longtime mentor, who is played by Michael McKean, to play God in order to scam a grieving billionaire played by Alan Tudyk. That, that, that uh, synopsis doesn't, on its surface, sound all that great, but this trailer makes it look pretty great yeah i think the inclusion of alan tudyk and michael mckean pushed this over the edge for me into a thing where yeah. now it's like well i have to watch it because alan tudyk is in it like michael mckean's good most of the time but alan tudyk is always good yeah those two guys were standouts for me too that i was like okay i think i'm gonna probably see this but the the beginning of this trail like the first third features an a, a bad guy and it looks like evil ted lasso yeah he does yeah he looks like I don't. His name is Mark Men, Menchaca. I don't know this actor, uh, but yeah. he does look like evil Ted Lasso. Like he's got kind of a Jason Sudeikis nose, and he's got like this Wild West mustache. Yeah. So I, I don't know that actor either. Uh, maybe in a parallel universe, Ted Lasso's evil. Oh, he was the bad guy in The Outsider. The 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 guy the the cop that gets possessed by the monster. I I remember this uh, guy now. Okay. I forgot I was going to say it. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I'll probably watch this. I would like to see this as well. I love Alan Tudyk. Is this is this a movie coming out like in theaters or is this on like HBO or something like that? In theaters and on demand on August 6th. I met Alan Tudyk once in real life. He signed my Firefly poster. That's cool. Uh, I met him and I said, Alan Tudyk, I love you. And he said, I love you too, I think. <laughs> that sounds like something he would say. It was, he was very nice. <laughs> All right, so that does it for all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. So you guys, the last two uh, episodes, we had all kinds of replies, like eight or nine per question, and this week we only had two. <laughs> so you guys didn't want to talk about the multiverse with us. All right. So I think it wasn't specific enough. It was too open-ended, and that's why people didn't write. Yeah, so our question was, what do you want to see with the new, new multiverse of possibility in the MCU? Um, Jay said the best answer anyway, so it doesn't matter that the rest of you ignored us because Jay's answer was so good. He said, a villain with an iPhone. Apple does not allow bad people in movies to have an iPhone. If Marvel were to do that, then moviegoers would start to question their own reality. <laughs> That's a meta answer right there. It is. I didn't know that bit of trivia, did you? I did not. That's so weird because iPhones are so ubiquitous in real life. 
uh, to think of of only good people owning them that seems that seems probably the opposite of of the truth to me. I bet all kinds of evil people have iPhones. Yeah, I guarantee you there's tons of villains in real life using iPhones as we're recording this. Yeah, like uh, Steve Jobs <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Steve Jobs was a villain. He was. I, uh, I often tell people that like I don't consider Steve Jobs a success because like look what the man sacrificed to build an empire of a of a like a tech company. I mean, his children specifically. Right. So, um, so that was a, a, a an interesting meta answer, Jay. And then Kevin wrote in. He emailed. Well, uh, I'm t- actually, he texted this time. <gasps> oh wow! Oh wow! Maybe he's trying to throw us off. Yeah. He he can he can communicate in a multi a multimedia way, a multimedia. Uh, Kevin said, I don't know enough about the multiverse, but just kind of ready for Doctor Strange and what bonkers stuff we get to see with magic on screen. I mean, we're all ready for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I'm so ready for it, mostly so I stop having to hear people's theories about what will happen in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm kind of done over people's theories, too. Just just give us the movies and the shows. Yes, please. Uh, but, uh, Nick, if they wanted to write us to us this week, I mean, I, we didn't do a questions time, so it'd be just, I don't know, for whatever, just to write to us. How would they do it? Well, if you want to send us a little email telling us about uh, your life and your choices... You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want to leave a comment on our episode posts or answer a questions times post too late and then have us have to read it later, you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. If you want new updates when new episodes release and you're one of them Twitter tweeters, you can follow us at trailer underscore blazers, but don't try and contact me there because I don't check the notifications. If you're a generous little raccoon, you can leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, oh, you know what time it is, baby. It's the Quick Mickey time on the show, and I'm going to tell you right now, being just transparent with you, if you go on there and leave a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast, well, baby, we's going to make a remake of a movie. It's going to be an internet movie, but it's going to be a remake of Wild Wild West. It's going to be called, like, Mildly Wild East or something. It's working title. And uh, we're all going to have mullets. We're going to really lean into the mullets. Uh, and just because, uh, just to be different, you don't want to make the same thing that everybody else has already made. Okay, you got to be new and fresh. That's what the people want. They want to, they want fresh and new. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to make that movie film. And I know you, you might say, well, quick, Mickey. A lot of times you talk about making movie films. Well, this is a trailer podcast. What do you expect? That's, that's the question. No tip this week. That's the question. What do you expect? Uh, I, I, without <laughs> That's a tip. It's hard for me to, to follow up. Um, well, it's, it ain't no tip, Nick, but it, it, it we're talking about multiverse. This might be the way Quick Mickey does it in the Berenstein Bears universe. He, instead of giving you a tip, he gives you a question. That's a good point. Uh, I did pull up iTunes just to make sure to see if anyone had left a review. I don't remember if we read this one, so I'm going to read it now. We got a review in on March 17th from Xenomorph Rider, who has to be Mike <laughs> for, for his great <laughs> questions time his answer back in the day. And he said, a lighthearted, feel-good source of all pop culture coming attractions. Self-aware and self-effacing, casual yet engrossing, thoughtful without being overwrought, this podcast is a breath of fresh air between other heavier podcast fare. 
I don't. I feel like we didn't read that, so I must not have checked here in a while. So thank you, Mike. I know that's you because of your great screen name there. Uh, thank you for that nice review and also for rhyming. So that was very good. Well, I will say, I don't know which episode we recorded before you left that, so I don't know what I said we was going to do if you left left one, so uh, I can't make any promises, baby. Yeah, but uh, you did good, and uh, we, we appreciate you. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and my nudity is sparse and not sexualized, <laughs> but rather an artistic <laughs> choice that represents very dark thematic material. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. And I've been Moon, and I'm one of Nicole Kidman's guinea pigs. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show. Once again, Nick and I have not played anything. I've been playing the game of work uh, at night many nights, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Nick, you didn't play anything. So, let's maybe talk about the industry new news right away. Right away. So, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but uh, there's a thing going on right now where PS5 owners can get six months of Apple TV Plus for free which is a promotion they probably put up because they know not a lot of people have PlayStation 5s. So, but being a person who does have one and being a person who wants to watch Apple TV Plus shows, I logged in. All you have to have is a PS5. You download the Apple TV app. and you go into there, there's a thing to select for uh, choosing the six months of free Apple TV Plus. And all you have to do is also have an Apple ID with a current method of payment on there. And voila, now I have Apple TV Plus until January 22nd for free, which will give me time to also watch Foundation uh, when that comes out. And I can watch that Sofia Coppola movie I wanted to watch and that Tom Hanks submarine movie and uh, Ted Lasso, which is my new favorite thing. And Ted Lasso season two is out now, Yeah, I it think? started started yesterday. Okay, sweet. So that is good. Um, I mean, not that P- people needed another reason to want a PS5. I mean, we people that want it already and can't get one. So they, but they just they're adding on stuff to it. True. To to buy it. The only other piece of news we have is that Dead Space is getting a remake, and it is going to be next gen only. Dead Space is kind of a cool, creepy concept, but that's a first person game, ain't it? Oh, is it? I don't know. Is Dead Space for is Dead Space first person or third person? I thought. I thought it was third person. Because, yeah, it's third person because you read the lights on his back. Well, then I might be interested in this. It's third person. Yeah, if you... Yeah, if you... Dude, if you never played the first one, it it is awesome. All right. I'm interested. I'm officially interested in this Dead Space remake. Yeah, I think you should get this. I think you'd like it. Okay, I'm sold. (laughs) I will get this when it comes out. Yeah, very creepy great feel uh like weapons and stuff feel good and the story is really good like the premise of the game is really cool do you know the premise of the game um no i don't really know anything about it yeah so it's it's a ship that's like a mining ship a spaceship and it goes to like planets and asteroids and does mining and uh you know they mine in the wrong place nick Mm, of course and so you you play a guy who's like a miner so all of his equipment is like mining equipment it's not you know it's not like 
he's not like a marine or something. He's he's a dude. So. I like that. Yeah, so all of it, like his armor and stuff is like from that a miner would wear for this space mining stuff. It's really cool. All right. I uh, wasn't sure what to think when you put this on here, but now I'm sold and I want to play I want to play the Dead Space remake. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get your review when it comes out. Uh, so that's all the news, and that brings us to the new, new trailers. We've got three of them, and one of them, guys, wait, just wait till we get to it, baby. Yeah, our first one is a game called Gigabash Rohana, which is a, a sort of brawler um, kaiju game where you're it's robots and monsters, and it kind of reminds me of the old Godzilla brawlers on the original Xbox, uh, which was really fun to play with a group. Uh, and there's a creature that goes underground, which reminds me of Megalon, because Megalon could tunnel underground in that game and then pop up, and it was it was good fun. So this looks like it's fun. It looks like it would be a fun party game. It does look pretty fun. It kind of reminds me of a sort of a game like Rampage from back in the day, but instead of being 2D side-scrolling, it's like uh, the perspective of Diablo, maybe. Yeah, and you run around in like the forest or the city and fight each other. Yeah, yeah. So it could be a little fun little party game there. I think it looks good. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks like it could be fun. Uh, the the second trailer that we have here, I didn't know, guys, I didn't know that this was coming out. I didn't know this was being made. And when I saw it, I was literally speechless. Yeah, I'm going to let you take the charge of this one because this is sort of your thing here. But uh, I, I got to say that this, this looks like kids playing with army men. Like It looks bonkers and, and fun. <laughs> it is uh, Battlefield Portal, guys. Battlefield Portal. So we all know that Battlefield... Battlefield 2042 is coming out, and there is a multiplayer mode, and it's called Battlefield Portal. And in essence, it it is combining options for characters, uh, loadouts, and vehicles and levels from different Battlefield games. So we're talking about Battlefield 2042. We're talking Bad Company. Okay, let me let me repeat myself. Bad Company. Okay, Battlefield 4. Um, Battlefield 1942, maybe, uh, but several Battlefield games. And when I, so I've been playing Battlefield since 1942, every map that they showed, I recognized, I was like, oh my gosh, every time. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They put it in here. And I like every, like every second of this trailer, my heart was more in my throat. If you are a fan of Battlefield, if you've, if you've played a bunch of Battlefield games, you will recognize everything in this trailer and it's not just like the levels it's like stuff that would happen in other battlefield games like when you take one of the radio towers down and it you know it crashes and um and some of the web like there's a web there's a weapon i think this was in bad company where it's like a gun but it shoots a dart out and if you hit like an airplane or a helicopter or something then other people can shoot a rocket into the sky and it'll lock on yeah i noticed that that was cool that was so i mean that was one of our favorite things to do back in like bad company i mean it's just like I just can't believe they made this. I mean, you're going to be like World War II gun guys fighting against modern stuff. It's, I'm so excited. I, I, I literally cannot contain how excited I am about this. It literally is like a kid has like a bucket of toys from just different random army toys that are anachronistic yep. and don't go together, but they're just playing with them. It yep. made me think of there's this part in The Simpsons. Obviously, I have a Simpsons reference for it. But when they're playing Cowboys and Indians and Nelson comes out with his cyborg Nerf gun thing and they're like, they didn't have that in the Wild West and he just like destroys them all with this (laughs) repeating Nerf gun. (laughs) 
That's great. Now that is what this is. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this so much. Can't wait. Uh, and then the last trailer that we got here is Grid Legends. So this is a Codemasters racing game. Yeah, this is like a racing game, like most other racing games. But what was up with the? There was like drama going on between the drivers where they got in a fight in this game like what is that yeah so this features full motion video like cutscenes and stuff very similar to the 2015 game need for speed and these are these are no-name actors um and it does it does not come across as great so they they one of the features that they in this game they call it a feature one of the features is that they have a story mode, okay, fully fleshed out story mode, you know, with different racers that are trying to, I guess, get to the top, right? And it's all full motion video. So I, you know, it's probably going to be about the same level that Need for Speed had, and it was not good. So I'm not expecting it to be good. Although the game does look fun. Yeah, it looks like it would be fun for me in VR, and you wouldn't be able to do it. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yes. Is this game VR compatible? Did it say in the game? It didn't trailer? say, but uh, Jay told me, I was talking to Jay about this, and he said Microsoft, stuff that's from Microsoft is never VR compatible because they don't like VR. They're not interested in it, okay. which I think is short-sighted on their part. Yeah. Um, maybe they're focused more on their augmented reality stuff. Yeah. Meh. I just think but, like nobody can buy it. Yeah, no one can get it. I don't even barely know what that is. <laughs> Yeah, so y'all done a poor job over there, Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft. I don't even don't even know what that AR is you got over there. AR. Well, what are y'all doing over there? Y'all ain't doing nothing but making bad full motion videos. We think this is 1996 <laughs> or five or whatever it was. This ain't no 3DO. This is you know. R2 was supposed to be going up, not down. Ha <laughs> Well, folks, that, uh, that that's all we got for the video games. Uh, Nick, you got anything else? I got nothing else. Okay, well, uh, for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I am a full-motion video, but in real life. Happy Trailsers. My name is Nick Kelly, and you can get six free months of me if you own a PS5. Happy Trailsers. No, uh... Armageddon. It is based on a comic by Mark Millar, who I hate.